You are listening to the Business Society Podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com columnist. The Business Society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business, common problems, and real solutions. Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Courtney Foster Donahue is an Atlanta-based four-time entrepreneur and business strategist. She founded and runs a multi-million dollar course company where she's worked with tens of thousands of business owners across the world. Through her acclaimed programs, Pocket Products, The Course Course, and Launchpad, she helps business owners grow their businesses through digital courses, digital products, and digital marketing. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the Business Society Podcast. I am so happy to have you here with us today. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you are an entrepreneur of definitely various different backgrounds, and you have such an interesting story. We were talking about it just a little bit before we hit record. So I would love for you to share with us your current business. And I know there's a little bit of a story as how you got to this current business. So first of all, let's talk about the name of the business and a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, the name is sort of my name. So um, it's an online business. It's an online education company. And I work with business owners who want to essentially stop swapping hours for dollars. Business owners, typically service providers, coaches, consultants, uh, people who have this service, have an, an area of expertise and are over like just being attached to how many hours a week they have in their calendar and they want to scale in some way. And the way that I help business owners scale is through online courses and digital marketing. And so we will take someone who's a dog trainer who has a one-on-one package, you know, where they help train someone's dog and turn that that information, that stuff that they continue to repeat and reiterate over and over again. I say that, you know, if you're repeating yourself, then you can record yourself and remove yourself, right? And so yes. we help you to monetize those repetitions. I so I'll, you know, we've got students who are dog trainers, who are business coaches, who teach people how to knit, who teach people how to lose weight, you know, everything, everything under the sun, both B2B and B2C niches. So we've worked with literally thousands of business owners, helping them to take all that great stuff that they know that they they teach or they help people do and turn that into online courses. And so Obviously, the results are that they've got this revenue stream that isn't attached to their availability. You know, they've got more time freedom, schedule freedom, geographic freedom, because if you are a great, brilliant dog trainer in the middle of Idaho, you probably only have a few clients, right? There's only so many people in your area, but suddenly you can serve the entire world, you know? So that's the kind of stuff that we do, but it really, that's kind of like version 5.0 of what I've done with this online business. I initially started it and was teaching like Facebook marketing and ads, SEO. 
I later moved into like teaching video marketing and things like that. So it's really morphed. And I had a series of online courses and I had people saying, okay, you have all these online courses. How are you building these, launching these, selling these, making this work? How are you creating these different student experiences? And so then I got very meta and started teaching course creation and, you know, and launching and digital marketing. So that's kind of what it's morphed into. And that's what we do nowadays. And we've got thousands of students in dozens of countries across the world. So yeah, and that's, that's their, our main focus nowadays. That's amazing. I love that. So I know that there's a little bit of a story as to how you became an entrepreneur, and I'd love for you to dive into that a bit. Yes, absolutely. Well, my background's actually in the performing arts. I was an actor, singer, dancer, choreographer, theater, film, TV, voiceover work, all the things from the age of about seven to 27. I did that professionally. So that was my full-time thing. I went to school for that. That you know, people paid me to do that. That was what I did, right? And so, in, you know, until about my my late twenties. So I'm truly an actor by trade. I like to say I'm an actor by trade, but an entrepreneur by accident, both literally and figuratively. I was on set one day for a show. We were, I was filming in New York, and I I got her. I was a featured dancer in this particular episode of this show, which will remain nameless. Oh, I was going to ask. (laughs) I I got hurt. I hurt my, not like catastrophically so, but it was like this pinched nerve thing in my neck, like this weird, you know, you kind of shake it off, but you're like, that's going to hurt tomorrow. And, and it did. And it got so bad. I was actually bedridden for about three or four months. My whole like top left side of my body was numb (laughs) and very dramatic, had some nerve pain and, and awfulness. And it was just, it was like just bad enough to where you can't do much of anything, but not quite like there's not much a doctor can help you with, you know, it's just here's the muscle relaxers. Good luck. And so I was bedridden for about three, four months. I went from dancing and running around to auditions and acting and singing and rehearsing, you know, every day, all day, all the time, literally walking and sometimes running miles, you know, throughout New York to not being able to do anything, you know, just sitting in bed. And so I really started my first business while bedridden. And I was playing on the computer because the alternative was literally twiddling my thumbs. I was, you know, playing on my laptop and Pinterest was brand new then, many, many years ago. I was an earlier doctor and I was like, this is cool. So I got into that and I just got married. So I was like, where was this when I was getting married? I, <laughs> I started playing with it and then learned about this whole world of, of blogging. And I, I'd always been like a home design DIY nerd. And I'm sitting in this like 400 square foot kind of sad little apartment. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to decorate this to the best of my ability from bed and basically tell my husband what to do. And I'm going to blog about it. And this will be fun. This will be a way to like, give me some sense of purpose again, truly. Cause I, mm-hmm. I lost it. Yeah. And that's quite a transition. Quite a transition. Yeah. So I started blogging, started promoting the blog through Pinterest, started seeing dramatic traffic because I, I ended up, you know, getting some publicity for the blog, reaching out to different publications and saying, feature me, feature me. And they did. Thank you, whoever they were. And just really started growing my readership, kind of playing with the world of then Facebook marketing. So I was like, oh, Facebook's a great way to drive traffic to a blog, monetize the blog, actually started making real live money from typing words, you know, into my computer, basically, and talking about my little dinky shoebox apartment. It just was like the coolest adventure and the strangest sort of evolution of things. So the more I did that, the more 
success I saw with, saw with that, the more I had fellow bloggers and, and friends who were business owners reaching out and saying, how are you doing what you're doing? Can you help me do that with my business or my blog? So I started coaching and consulting. And pretty soon I was spending as much time coaching and consulting as I was working on my blog. And I was like, there's, there's something here. And actually, then I started charging people money for that, which was, again, a whole new strange world for me to charge for services that weren't acting, singing, dancing, right? And then we eventually, we moved back to Atlanta, my husband and I, because we wanted to start our family and be close to our own family. And I decided if I was going to come back, I would start a business that I'd sort of been working in a similar way. So it was a children's party entertainment company. And I had been working for one while in New York, very part-time. And I loved the whole that whole business model. And I wanted to bring that to Atlanta because I hadn't seen as much of that around. So started that at the end of August 2013. And we were booked through the end of the year within the next two weeks. And I, I totally blame all of the marketing and sales things that I had learned from that blog. I just literally took all of that, leveraged all those skills that I learned and applied that to this new business. And it just took off like crazy. Then I had a, a friend in a, a nearby Knoxville, Tennessee, which, you know, it's just a few hours north of Atlanta. She wanted to start a similar kind of business, but didn't want to do all of the work in the beginning. So I said, well, I'll start this and you can work for me which she loved. So then we opened up a second location at that business. And so I've got this blog. I've got these two businesses. I was working with my husband and his company, which was already very successful, but I helped him, you know, kind of double business within just a few weeks, leveraging some of the same strategies and things that I had developed through my other businesses. And so we've got these like four ish businesses that are thriving and the same kind of thing happened. Again, people are saying, how are you doing what you're doing? Can you help me do more of this for my business? And so, you know, the coaching and consulting picked back up. I kind of stopped it when we moved back to Atlanta. But again, the same pattern repeated where I'm doing more coaching and consulting other people's businesses that I was, you know, working in my own. So I, you know, realized I'm saying the same things over and over again. There has to be a better way of like, I would just love to hand them something that had all the answers. And then I could just get on a call with them after they got all that info and then, you know, kind of personalize it from there and see what questions they had. And I had never heard of online courses before outside of like what colleges have and universities have for students in that capacity. But I, I had sort of an unofficial online course. It was a few PDFs and like three videos I'd recorded. And so my new coaching clients would get this, you know, I called them like my little PDFs and my, my videos. They would get this little bit of information. They'd go through that. We'd get on a call and they would pretty much be good when we got on the call. They'd already had everything that they needed. And at some point I had heard about online courses and I went to someone's webinar where they talked about their online course and I'm going, wait, I have one of those already. <laughs> so took all of this, all of the repetitions from coaching and consulting. And I recorded all of that, put that all together, packaged that into a suite of online courses and switched from you know coaching to courses. So fast forward nowadays, and through lots of different you know life events, having my son and the pandemic, I've been able to continue to serve business owners, help them grow their businesses, teach them everything I've learned throughout all of these different experiences I've had over the years, and I'm able to do that and continue to grow my own business. You know, and it, and it's truly thriving now because. 
I'm doing it through online courses. I, it, no one has to wait for my availability in the calendar to help them. No one has to be geographically close to me to be able to work with me. People don't have to like be available between like certain hours, you know, or, or whatever. There's just a limitless capacity to scale, to help people, to work with people. And then of course, in turn, to scale my own revenue in my business. And so that's where we are nowadays. You know, like I said at the beginning, teaching online course creation, you know, digital courses, digital products, digital marketing to, you know, business owners all over the world. That is amazing. One of the things that I'm thinking, you know, right from the get go is, you know, when you started your business, it was definitely a time where the space wasn't as crowded. So for people who are starting now, a lot of the challenges that I hear is that, you know, the market is saturated. There's a lot of overcrowding. It's really, really hard to get going. What are your thoughts on that? I do think that the whole idea of a market being saturated or too saturated is more myth than reality. And I know that's a tough thing to hear for a lot of people that are going, no, wait, no, you don't understand. It's saturated. I always say, you know, your market's not a sponge. Can't reach this like limit, you know, of, of absorption. When I work with people who have a market that is, it's got a lot going on. It's a big, busy market. I always remind my students that there's more competition. Great competition is confirmation. Confirmation that you've got, you know, a validated idea, offer, product, service, whatever. You've got a market of people that want it because they've proven it because why else would the market be so big and substantial? It just It isn't just because it's there because there's also a demand for it. And so then if we're faced with that reality, that there are a lot of people who want this thing, then if all things are equal, a group of people want a particular product or service, if all of that's the same, then what's the thing that's different? How can we stand out in the crowd from the crowd, right? As individual business owners, individual businesses. And so then it becomes a matter of what's the only thing you have that is unique that can be leveraged. And that's you, that's you and your unique combination of skills, talents, experiences, passions, principles, whatever. No one else who has ever lived or whoever, who will ever live will have your exact combination of those things. So you as the business owner or, or the face of your business, maybe it's not like you're just a solopreneur, you know, you could be one of many people in your business, but you as the person leading it, as the face of it, whatever, you can leverage those things and bring that into your your business. So for example, you know, with me, when I started my online business, initially I was teaching uh, Facebook marketing, SEO, video marketing, things like that. I was certainly not the only person doing it. In fact, that same kind of concern that you brought up almost stopped me in my tracks. So, gosh, there's a lot of people out there doing this. Do I really have any business doing this? But I, I, you know, I looked at the people who were teaching it and I'm, I'm seeing, you know, this person over here has a very corporate background. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. This person over here used to work for this famous person. So she's leveraging that. That's cool, right? She's had some experience at that higher level. Awesome. This person over here, he just started doing it last week. So he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he has a lot of drive. Okay. You know, good for him. What do I have? Well, I have lots of experience. I'm not from the corporate world. That actually scared me a little bit because I thought maybe I'm supposed to be. I hadn't worked with some famous person. I didn't really have the drive of like a 21-year-old. <laughs> I still have the drive of a 31-year-old. Okay. Well, and that, that counts for something. But Absolutely. Yeah. But it wasn't quite the same. But I did. I looked at what do I have that I can uniquely leverage? Well, 
I was a professional actor, singer, dancer for a long time, for over 20 years. You know, marketing is professional storytelling. So is acting, singing, and dancing. There are so many parallels between those worlds. And, you know, if we're going to get a little bit more logistical, the idea of putting up a show and building up to it and building momentum and getting it out there and producing it is also very similar to creating a course and launching it, right? It's that same kind of momentum that you need, that same kind of push that you need. I was able to take all of those different things, those different parts of my background, those different skills and talents that you wouldn't think would directly like, okay, great. She, she's like a coloratura soprano with a high G6. How is she going to leverage that into Facebook marketing? But you know, there is, there's something there because I have, you know, I'm, I'm good at teaching. I'm good at breaking down things at, you know, as a choreographer, if you can teach grown men how to do ballet, you can probably help business owners learn how to use the Facebook pixel, you know, exactly parallels. And so because of my background, I'm naturally a good teacher. I'm naturally a good storyteller and understand the importance of story, which is everything in marketing, all of that stuff. You know, I could have pushed that to the side because those are some peculiar parts of my past perhaps, but instead I've leveraged those and I lean into those. And it's so much so that I'll have my students will tell me, you know, I chose to work with you because I, I related to you. You had something different you had a non-traditional background that brought you into business. I've also had students tell me, I I just love that you had like a sort of storytelling approach to everything. And it's, I I related to that more than I related to this person's corporate background approach to digital marketing and courses and things like that. So it's been, it's been really interesting. So that's, that's been true for me. And when I look around at my students who are the most successful, a lot of them are in very, you know, I'll say it's saturated markets. I mean, that is a thing, of course. But what helps them stand out is leveraging the things that are unique. They can't leverage the uniqueness of the service or product that they're offering to, or the uniqueness of the market because it's not. Everyone else is trying to sell the same thing, essentially, to lots of the other same people. But what they do have is something else unique, a unique skill set or or talents or certain experiences that they're that are informing their perspective on that thing that they're doing. And when they lean into that rather than away from that helps them stand out in a crowded marketplace. That is the difference between just another company that teaches this or does that or provides that and the, the biggest name in their field or the most memorable you know, leader in that industry or the one that people always come back to those big differences there. So for that person in that, you know, position of this feels saturated, you know, lean into that stuff, lean into the uniqueness. That's all. That's the only thing you have that is truly unique. So lean into that and look at how can you infuse that into your business, the way that you work with your clients and customers, the way that you brand yourself, the way that you communicate via your messaging. You know, there's, there's so much to leverage there that you've got that no one else can can leverage. No one else can be you, right? No one else is as good at being you as you are. So yeah, absolutely. So then in terms of reaching your potential clients, you know, there's so many different ways we can do it through podcasting, Facebook ads, you name it, it's out there. So what are your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, I've tried most of it. And I I love all of it on some level. And you know, I've arrived at like, my platforms of preference. But what I will say to people is that the reality of business 
is that it's not always fun and easy. There, you can get into a flow. You can you can enjoy certain parts of it, but there are certain things that like you you just have to do, you know, and you have to do them. And so you do have to market your business in some way, whether it's through Facebook or Instagram or podcasting or whatever. So many options. And so I always tell people, don't pick something that's like, that's the most popular right now or the trendiest, or my business coach told me to use this, or people on the internet said you should. That's good data. That's good information to consider. Absolutely. For example, I just wish everybody would do Instagram reels and TikTok because I think it's great. But at the end of the day, it has to begin and end with what do you enjoy doing? What can you like, what little corner of the marketing channel world can you carve out and use so if you like talking with people and having conversations go start a podcast and put everything you've got into that using that as you know a, a platform for your business if you love you know getting like doing silly videos well then lean all the way into that and use reels and tiktok if you're more like i don't want to be on camera i don't want to do my voice you know start blogging do your do some you know, long form Instagram and captions and Facebook posts and things like that. If you're more about like just connections, you you could you don't have to do any of the social media stuff. You can just do pitching and publicity and partnerships. There's just so many options. But regardless of whatever your personality is, whether you're more introverted or extroverted, whether you love to be on camera or have your voice recorded, or whether you don't like those things so much, there is an option for you. And so I would rather than start with what's the trendy thing or the most popular thing or the most recommended thing, start with, okay, here are my strengths. Here's my comfort level right now. And your comfort level can change, you know? And, and I weirdly didn't initially like doing live videos, which is funny because the actor background and the film TV background, I don't really understand. I don't know. It was a strange thing. <laughs> it is a little... It is a little strange, but I was yeah. being myself and not a character. So I hadn't quite worked that out yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see how that would, yeah. I initially leaned away from it, but the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. Now I do video stuff all the time. So your comfort level can change, but start with the things that, that you enjoy and tune out all those other voices that tell you, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. I mean, you could do all of it, you know, and it would be great. But I know people who still use Facebook, their Facebook page and like mine's crickets. And I kind of did that on purpose. I kind of ghosted it and that's whatever. But I know people who still use theirs, which feels kind of outdated, you know, nowadays. And they they get all their clients through that. I know people who just do Instagram lives and post maybe once a month and they get everything through that. I know people who don't do any of the social media and just do a blog or podcast or partnerships, you know, things like that. And and so whatever your strength is, your your preference is, the thing that sounds the most exciting to you quite frankly, is the one to start with, you know, regardless of anything else. And then, and then from there, dip your toe in and try other things too, because you might surprise yourself, you know. Yeah, just that's so true. Video, yeah. which still is very silly, but. Very, very good advice. I, I really like that. So if there's one thing that you would want listeners to take away from this conversation today, that top, you know, great piece of advice, what would that be? No pressure or anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think I, it was kind of one of the last things I talked about there that there has never been, nor will there ever be anyone else who is you, who has your unique combination of skills and talents and experiences and passions. So when all things are equal in the marketplace where everyone is trying to provide 
similar or same products and services to a similar or same group of people. The only thing you have unique is the, the thing that makes you who you are. So don't lean away from that, leverage that. And the businesses that do that, if we really stop and think about the most memorable brands out there who continue to rise to the top, who continue to stick around, who lasted through the pandemic, right? They're the ones who have leveraged that uniqueness. And of course, then they make lots of money and they can leverage all of that revenue, of course, to, you know, to grow their business even more. But it, it started with something that was very unique, not a unique product or service necessarily. There's just really aren't that many unique products and services anymore but a unique perspective, unique messaging, unique positioning. And it usually came from that person who started the business, something unique about them. And so look at those things as unrelated as they might be. You know, maybe you're a singer, actor, dancer like me, and you're teaching business owners how to create online courses. It doesn't feel connected, but there are more, there are more connections between skills that you've developed, your past experiences and your present pursuits. There's more connections between those things then you realize that if you haven't connected them in some way, you're probably missing your edge. You're probably missing your best opportunity to really stand out in the marketplace, really help people, and in turn, make even more money, make even more impact. So those things, that, that unique stuff you've got. I love that. That's fantastic. So I know people are going to want to reach out to you and, you know, find you on Instagram or your website. Can you tell us where to find you? Yes. My website's CourtneyFosterDonahue.com. D-O-N-A-H-U-E is how you spell Donahue. And you can also find me on Instagram. You can search my name or you can, my handle is the Courtney Show TV, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. We have a YouTube show that's currently asleep through the pandemic, but it's about to come back, but it's called The Courtney Show. And so that's thus The Courtney Show TV. You can find me over there. That's really where I spend most of my time. And then you can check out my website as well. Awesome. And we will keep the links in the show notes so you can check them out there. And thank you so much, Courtney. This has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. And I appreciate your time. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.